Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is episode number 120, the get off my lawn summer sode because it's summer, your lawns in peak condition. Don't let the people ruin it of sodes. Beautiful. Maybe our longest sode title. It might be longest sode title. And that comes via Lindsay D at I am Lindsay D on Twitter, which that's a pretty, if you are Lindsay D, that's a good Twitter handle to have at I am Lindsay D. Yeah, go ahead and corner that market from everybody named Lindsay D. Make sure they know that you are the queen Lindsay D. There are Sometimes, no other Lindsay D's. It's just you. Personally, Jack, and I, I don't want to get too deep this early on to the podcast, especially in the cold open. We haven't even started the podcast yet, but um, sometimes I, I have I question who I am. And I think that's because my Twitter handle isn't I am Austin H. Yeah, that's true. And you and you should question who you are. But see, I look for I I look for at Jack Gentry, and it's this guy on TikTok, man. And you know, it, it's he's got more followers. It's it's tough. It, it's really a tough pill to swallow that mm. I don't even have the most followers of guys with the same name as me. Jack, let me help you out here. Okay, look, uh, someone ha who has your name has a bigger following on TikTok. What you need to do is learn how to dance and point at text on screen. Because from my understanding, that is how you make it big on TikTok. Yeah, you got to have like uh, pierced ears, just really floppy hair, mm -hmm. and definitely a nice tan body, right? And if I had a nice tan six pack, I I'd have what he has. Yeah. I, just, I just don't. Name your name your house something cool too, like the hype house, mm -hmm. the the huddle house, the, Ooh, the huddle house. The, That's the, waffle house is more my style. The protein pad, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know something. You got to name your house something cool and then live in it with a bunch of other content creators uh, on TikTok. But shout out to Lindsay D at I am Lindsay D. The get off my lawn summer sewed because it's summer. Your lawns in peak condition. Don't let the people ruin it of sods. Thank you, Lindsay. Shout out to all the listeners with green grass right now. Right. Look, they're hanging on by a thread, I feel like, because yeah. they, we're getting to the we're getting to the point in the summer where it the, the green grass starts to turn brown because it's so dry. It's getting a little toasty outside. That's right. Getting a little toasty. Uh, if you want to submit a so title for next week, just tweet at us at Tighten Up Pod and send us something obscure about the Titans and we'll name it that so and give you. Uh, credit if it is good. We have a, we uh, we're sitting on a couple, but we if you feel like you've got a really good one, you could cut the line based on how good it is. So uh, send a tweet it to us right now, uh, and you could be next week's sewed. Um, Jack, we're welcoming on a new uncle in this sewed a a guy who you described to me as A to Z Sports new Luke Worsham, mm -hmm. Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham. You're probably Luke like Worsham, Luke where. Worsham. Where is Luke? He's dead. Okay. He died. Maybe not uh, yeah. literally, but but to us, he's to dead. To us, he's dead. To yeah. Dave Ramsey, he would be an employee. 
because that's where Luke Worsham has landed. Is that where he went? He yeah. left freaking A to Z for Ramsey Solutions. I, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know if that's the company's name, but uh, I believe a Facebook post indicated he, that, damn, that, you, that he's you know landed Luke, a new job. You know Luke wants that iPad and trip to Bora Bora for the Christmas present every year. That's like the one thing I know about Ramsey Solutions is they always get the best Christmas presents like as really? their bonus at the end of the year. Yeah. Huh. He goes all out. The money guy. The, you know, the guy who's like, don't pay with credit cards and, you know, financial peace. Yeah, no, I, I remember we had, we had to watch. Actually, I had my high school basketball coach as our economics teacher in high school. Wouldn't uh -huh. teach us anything. Not to right. put him on blast. Wouldn't no, teach us okay. anything. But he would play Dave Ramsey videos and really hope that would sink in with us. All I remember is that Dave Ramsey, uh, his, his office is in Cool Springs. I remember that was a big emphasis. I can one up you. The the radio show I used to produce in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Steve Gorman Sports, used to be the lead in to Ramsey, um, Dave Ramsey show uh, on 102.5 The Game. And you're like, well, hold on. A financial guru used to air his show on 102.5 The Game? Yes. Why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and so Steve and I used to make promos on the radio station, making fun about that fact, like how ridiculous it was. And we got in big trouble with Ramsey's people. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> they probably didn't like it. That's probably uh, a beef that maybe went unsettled there. Yeah, but uh, but no, look, all the better. Look, good luck, Luke Worsham, at your new gig. I'm sure Luke's listening because he, if he's at a desk job, if he's at like a day to day job, you he's crush probably listening to this episode. Yeah. In which case, you might want to fast forward through the interview with Sam, Luke, because we may or may not have brought you up and we may or may not have uh, ripped you a new a-hole. Uh, but we love you, Luke. Uh, and We miss you. Uh, but you are dead to us. Uh, but the guy we're bringing on is the new Luke Worsham for A to Z Sports, the Titans beat writer for A to Z Sports, Sam Phelan. Mm -hmm. I call him Fallon in the interview. Just never mind that. Just let me just let me live my life. Okay. And we'll let bygones be got bygones and Phelan's be Fallon's. And uh, but Sam is awesome. You guys are going to absolutely love him. If you loved Luke, you're gonna love him a million times more, like Jack and I do. And he, he gives a great Titans analysis, and we just kind of get to know him. We're feeling him out. It's the off season, we've got some time, and uh, we have some good talk with him. Yeah, he rivals Luke's good looks, too. Like, 2022 Luke Worsham is getting a run for his money from Sam Phelan. Immediately. The way, yeah, the way Luke looked on the way out after the glow up, after the tighten up podcast glow up, as mm -hmm. we call it, you know, after coming on the show, he just went from, like, looking like he was 12 years old to now looking like an Adonis. Uh, true. Sam already looks like the Adonis, so I mm -hmm. can't even believe what the what the – what the finished Freaking product is going to be glow here. up. He's yeah. going to have my gosh. Oh, but Hello. Sam knows his stuff with the Titans and Sam we get does to, know his stuff. Too. We get to position battles. We get to the punt returner, kick returner job, mm -hmm. Derek Henry's motivation, all kinds of, all of your Titans off season, hot button topics. We're going to talk about position battles are big uh, with mm -hmm. training camp starting in late July. We want to know all about it. Sam's got the answers. We'll be honest. Cause it is the off season. Most of our intense Titans talk comes in our interview with Sam. Mm -hmm. uh so if you're like you know one of those you know i only want titans talk i'm not here for the fluff you might want to just fast forward to the uh interview with uh sam but be, but otherwise we are talking about uh we may talk about uh derrick henry being motivated potentially uh we are undefeated in media beefs uh mm -hmm. jack and i are going to toot our horn a little bit there yeah. 
And um, we uh, and we, of course, will finish things up with remember the Titan. Oh, also, there's a huge NFL rumor that Jack and I are starting here on this podcast. What is it? Well, you got to you got to keep listening to hear it. That'll be coming up next. But before we get into all of it, let's first get a word from relax the back, relax the back. It's the best place to go if you're struggling with insomnia or posture issues. And CEO Glenn Word, who made Relax the Back a passion project of his after getting in a serious car accident many years ago, was thinking about surgery, was thinking about having multiple surgeries because of this car accident kind of left him in rough shape. But instead of going under the knife, he sought out preventative measures to correct his his posture issues, his neck, neck pain, his back pain. And over the course of time, through some of these technologies that Glenn is selling at Relax the Back, he avoided all procedures. Now, the Relax the Back team, they set out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, then I promise you that this is the place for you. With a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day at our desks, hunched over, working on the computer, this is the place to go. They've got all kinds of chairs that'll keep you upright and comfortable at the same time to make you more efficient at work. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night after a long day's work. You want to go to bed, you want to wake up feeling fresh, go check out Relax the Back, get a Technogel or Tempur-Pedic pillow. My girlfriend has a Technogel pillow. It's very mushy. You can slip right into it, and it stays cool the whole night. It's the only pillow I've ever seen that does that. Go check them out over at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. If you're unable to go there in person, don't worry about it. Visit them online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. Remember, hey, if you want to go see Top Gun Maverick, go over there. But before you do, stop by Relax the Back one more time, 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee, right over there by Hillsborough High School. If you can't visit them in person, online, stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. And when you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. Yeah, but if you're planning on going to the Regal's Green Hill movies for, to see Jurassic World, let me do you a favor. Just go to Relax the Back right away. Don't even go <laughs> into the movie. Just go straight to Relax the Back. It'll save you. Uh, look, it'll save you a lot of pain in more ways than one. I'll say that much. Uh, with that said, let's talk Titan. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is June 22nd, 2022. That's right. It's 6 6-22. Two numbers that tend to go well together. We see a lot of. Am I right? Jack? Derrick Henry touchdowns. Is that what you're referring to? That or is, is it, exactly what I'm referring to. It could also be Brett Kern and Derrick Henry in the Pro Bowl together. Which that is, well, yeah, no, that's true. Pro Bowl connection. Uh, that is who you initially brought up when we talked about this in our pre show mm-hmm. meeting. Uh, you said, oh, Brett Kern and Derrick Henry. I was like, no, six for like touchdowns. Like, give him six. Derrick Henry, give 22 six. Um, but I, but now that you made the Pro Bowl connection, I guess that works as well. Um, which this is a fitting day because, uh, and I, I don't, I don't know. We, we didn't talk about it on last week's pod and I don't know if he said it right before our pod and we just got swamped up in the hustle and bustle of everything else. We were talking about that show 
or if he said it the day after. But Derrick Henry did meet with the media last week, and he talked about being motivated. And let me just say, Jack, now I, I've got uh, I, I've had a boner since then. I, <laughs> I can't get this thing to go away. Um, it is I've consulted a physician and he's like, look, I don't know what to tell you. I, you need to stop watching Derrick Henry clips online. And I'm like, easier said than done, Doc. OK, uh, so I'm just like literally just all the blood in my body has went straight to my groin. And after seeing Derrick Henry being motivated, because this to me is like a dude who. You know, obviously, he doesn't need much to be motivated. He's already great as is. But now the fact that, like, he had to sit out all last season, well, the half of last season, and sit there and watch everyone talk about why Jonathan Taylor should be MVP when literally Derek had a st- better statistical season the year prior. And, and then in the playoffs – he doesn't put together his best game. He re- finally returns, gets all hyped up, scores a touchdown, but doesn't put together that great of a game for Derek standards. And now he first meets with the media. And it was funny because we literally just talked to Jim White the other day about meeting what he would ask Derek Henry, you know, the first chance he gets. And then he gets the very next, uh, like, uh, uh, mini camp practice. Derek meets with the media and he says, like, he's asked about his motivation. And he's basically said, like, he, he was not coy about the fact, yeah, I saw it. I, 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 I've seen it. And, uh, yeah, it definitely motivates me. And I'm ready to go. And, Jack, now I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. I am – this is this – is, as if you weren't excited just to see Derrick Henry back healthy again with the Titans, this should only add more fuel to that fire because I feel like this is going to be a dude who comes out with his hair on fire. Yeah, and, and Derrick Henry – alone without all the added you know the extra noise on the outside and the added motivation now that he can use for fuel um was already the game's best running back uh, you know on pace to be a hall of fame running back one of the only guys to ever rush for 2000 yards could have done it last year if that fluke injury did not pop up that jones fracture that he had to deal with but the last time that derrick henry the last time i remember really the only time that i remember derrick henry as a titan playing with some extra motivation, some, some, some of that extra gas was um, in 2018. Do you remember in 2018, Derrick Henry, a lot of talks where Derrick Henry probably not going to be the running back for the Titans future. Uh, he had struggled his first couple seasons and it wasn't until after that chargers game in London where Mike Vrabel decided to go for two. You remember that game? They lost. I Vrabel went for two. Uh, I remember that game. I was, I was at that game. I was at that game, Jack, and I was I I had flown there. That was on my birthday uh, in 2018 and or was it 2019? 2018. 2018. Yeah, it was my birthday, 2018. I'm in London and I'm watching this and the Titans had all the momentum in the world. And not only does Mike Vrabel decide to go for two, but he goes for two by throwing a slant route. (laughs) from Marcus Mariota when he has literal Derrick Henry in his backfield who had been rushing all over the Chargers in that game. Well, no, no. Derrick Henry had struggled. Derrick Henry was struggling at this point in his career. I mean, sorry, he sorry. Well, yes. Sorry. Not, not in that game. He was, he, he had started to sort of show flashes and you need two yards yes. and you've got this behemoth lined up in your backfield. You could get two yards for you. Derrick Henry before the success was still a monster in the backfield. 
I mean, yeah. just size-wise alone. But I remember in that game, that was kind of, you know, even though the Titans lost, I was like, okay, I kind of like this new coach. He's got some balls. He's going for it in London in a neutral site game before an early bye week. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy that they're at least losing this way instead of the malarkey, the munchak, the the Wizenhunt, even the Fisher kind of just boring, you know, just the other team's better than you and it shows in the fourth quarter. That wasn't exactly how the Titans team was playing at that point. But after that game, remember Derrick Henry and Eddie George went for a dinner and Derrick Henry's career kind of just turned around completely, right? Yeah. Because in that, in that 2018 season, Derrick Henry hadn't rushed for 60 yards up until that point. And then later on in the season, he has that 238-yard game against the Jaguars where he scored four touchdowns. Uh, followed up by the 170-yard game against the Giants, and then Derrick Henry turned into King Henry. So King Henry, with this motivation, there's no telling. I mean, the sky is the limit for him. You know he's hearing all the Jonathan Taylor chatter, and we're going to talk to Sam Phelan about that as well. But I just think that Derrick Henry's got a lot of people for the first time in a few years. He's got something to prove, right? He was at the top. Nobody nobody was, was making a – you know, was coming for the crown. But now that somebody's coming for the crown – I think that iron sharpens iron when you talk about this, right? Derrick Henry's going to get better. He's going to use the motivation. He's now got Jonathan Taylor to kind of, and I, and I know he's not going to, you know, be looking at Taylor's stats every game, but that's a, at least a guy who can push Henry to that next level that we all know Derrick Henry has. He's got plenty of levels he can get to and plenty of gears he can shift to. But with this motivation, I just wonder if Derrick Henry may be playing with an extra extra bit of fire this season. What do you think? Uh, yeah, and uh, going back to that London game, Deion Lewis had uh 91 yards, uh, seven average seven yards a carry. That's what I was thinking. Of. That had to Deion have Lewis went off best game as a Titan, probably. Oh, probably. 91. Yeah, yeah, I'd ask him, but he, he's probably blocked me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I remember thinking the Titans' offense was running all over the Chargers in that game, give the ball to Derrick Henry on the goal line, and Derrick. He would only average 2.8 yards per carry, but 2.8 is almost three yards per carry, which is how many yards you need to get a two-point conversion. Am I right? Huh? You're right. Yeah. The, the um, <laughs> It wasn't in overtime, by the way, they went for two. It was at the end of the game. Right. It was, um, it was after, the final play. Do you know who scored that last touchdown in that game, by the way? This is a whole throwback right now. Oh, damn. Um, Luke Stocker. Scored a scored a touch. I caught a one yard pass from Mariota with 31 seconds wow. to go, Luke and that was Stalker. the argument. Like, do you go for two with 31 seconds on the clock? And Vrabel's decisions obviously have improved a lot. Um, he's the Titans. It was that. that game was all Titans in the second half, and I remember being so frustrated. I was like, if you just play for overtime, the Chargers are gas right now. Just mm -hmm. just win in overtime, like. But no, they didn't. Uh, but but uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, what was your question though? I forgot what you're do you think that Derrick Henry actually will play with more fire? Like he's like he says he's heard it, you know, he's heard the chatter. Right. And, you know, he's got the motivation, didn't finish last year. Somebody's coming for his crown. People are talking about this Jonathan Taylor already yeah. having the throne. Right. He hasn't he hasn't really outrushed Derrick Henry in a season where Derrick Henry has been healthy. So yeah, if I'm Derrick Henry, I gotta be like, man, y'all giving up on me already. After a yeah. Luke Jones fracture, look, I'm not, I'm probably not the best person to ask a Derrick Henry question because I I I'll probably answer this the same way like Rudy Giuliani would ask would answer if Donald Trump is innocent or if AOC answers is Joe Biden doing a good job like I'm 
literally like I'm so biased towards my guy <laughs> that, you know, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I literally run a blog that is as coined itself the number one Derrick Henry fan site on the Internet. So that right there should tell you just how biased I am. Um, but with that said, oh, yeah, dude, he's going to come out with his hair on fire like he's going to put together a season. Unlike what you've seen, because last year, last year it was interesting because he was putting up the yardage. And when he went down with injury, obviously, like it took him, what, like three weeks for anyone to even pass yeah. him in rushing yards. And uh, he was putting together a historic season set to break his his rushing total from the year before. Now, granted, he had an extra game thrown in there, but and probably win the MVP, because if you if you recall last year, Rodgers wasn't exactly looked highly upon. People and were gi- looking him to give the MVP to someone to else, somebody yeah. else. Just no one went and won it. Right. right. Derrick Henry, had he been healthy, I truly believe would have won the MVP last year. Right. And like Jonathan Taylor put up like 30 yards against the Jaguars in a game in front of a bunch of clowns. Must win. Like literally. Win in your end game. Yeah. Right. So like they, they, they couldn't really give it to Jonathan Taylor, no matter how hard they wanted to. I'll never forget when the NFL changed their Twitter bio to uh, JT for MVP question mark. Oh my gosh, I was so livid. The energy was never the same with Derek. You did not get that from Derek when he was literally rushing for over 2,000 yards uh, in a season. However, um, so, but, but the, damn it, I forgot. I I lost my train of thought. Um, I, Derek Henry, head on fire. So Derek Henry's last season, but the one thing I'll say about last season was, he wasn't popping off big runs in the same vein that he had in years prior. He would have a couple. Obviously, the most notable was the uh, near 80-yarder. He had a 76-yarder against the Bills on Monday night. But other than that, there weren't like huge 20-yard gains, huge uh, you know, 40, 50, 60-yard runs in games. Like he was, he was grinding. He was working hard for every yard he was getting. Now, granted, part of that was because the offensive line play was not as great. If we remember back to last season, the offensive line play was not as great as it had been the year before. Um, So that's something to watch. But I do think that you will see a better start to this season than you did last season. And I mean that in terms of yards per carry. Efficiency. Efficiency. Correct. Yes, not necessarily in maybe yardage or anything like that. And I think the Titans are going to do a lot offensively differently than they did last year, where it was rely completely on 22. And because I think that I think the Titans are going to try and elongate his career. And after last year's injury, I think they're going to be a little gun shy to use Derrick Henry. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say heading into this year, the only thing that could hold Derrick Henry back is Todd Downing, but that's not even true because Ryan Tannehill in this offense has to prove that they can throw it, throw it on defenses, right? If, if defensive coordinators don't respect the Titans ability to pass the ball, they're going to load the box. And I get it. Derrick Henry has been facing loaded, loaded fronts for the last three years. And Derrick Henry last year, I mean, had over 100 yards in five of the first six games, was averaging 27 carries. Even in that game against Indianapolis where he broke his foot early on, he still yeah. finished with 28 carries. Yeah, so, right, right. But, but what does that, that, go, what, what that go, to, go to mean for Todd Downing? Well, I think that Downing 
will ease Henry back in. I don't think it, we're going to see 27 carries per game through the first half of the season. Right. And you mentioned he didn't have those big runs. He didn't break off any of those big runs last year. Well, Derrick Henry, since he's been really King Henry, has done his best work in the second half of the season, right? Because yeah, that, that's, right. When, that's when defenses are worn down. That's when the weather yes. gets a little colder. Nobody wants to tackle Derrick Henry. But so, so maybe that plays a, a factor into, you know, the explosiveness not exactly being there last season. But still, over 105 of the first six games is, is very notable. And, I mean, there's, he was on an MVP trajectory. There's no doubt. There's about. a reason we call it D. Henber because I believe in his last two Decembers that he's been healthy, he's rushed for – uh, I think 800 and uh, 500 plus, uh, respectively, in his last two Decembers. 800 uh, that, in December is insane. It, that that's that's 500 yards in four games and uh, nearly 800 yards in five games. So as the season gets on, especially in December, when it's at its coldest, he is at his best. You just have to keep him healthy to get there. That's it, only been you know mm-hmm. only knock was last year. But this and to your point, Jack, I think you're going to see more stack boxes this year than you even did last year. And that's because you don't have the threat of a Julio Jones or an A.J. Brown on the outside that defenses are going to be scared of right off the bat. Yeah, and Hopefully people- Robert Woods is healthy, but but I still I don't think I don't think any any defense is as scared as a Robert Woods and maybe a Traylon Burks than they would be a Julio Jones and an AJ Brown. And they're, they're going to be people listening right now that are either in their cars or at work that are screaming, well, neither of them were on the field together last year. And they're right. Yeah. But but having just one of those guys, I think, is better than what the Titans have right now. Now, Robert Woods hasn't been a wide receiver one. It wasn't a wide receiver one in St. Louis or L.A. But, right. you, you know, he's going to he's gonna have a little bit more of responsibility here. He'll have a bigger role in the offense. And getting the tight end position back, I think, is huge. Not yes. only because you can get guys out there who can block and pass. Remember, Ferkser couldn't handle much of the blocking, and Jeff Swain wasn't exactly a threat in the passing game, although he did make more plays than I thought he would last year. But you actually have a couple options at that position now with Austin Hooper and Chigga Conquil. We expect Okonkwo to kind of be more of a receiver, but he, he did some blocking at Maryland, so he, he can kind of learn that side of things as well as we go. But – I, I, I truly think a lot of people are overlooking just how impactful it will be for the Titans to have production out of the tight end position because, sure, they're taking a step back at wide receiver. There's no doubt. We, we're waiting to see what Traylon Burks will be. We're waiting to see how Robert Woods opens the season. What we know is the tight end position is vastly improved. That's what we know right now. And I think that takes a little bit of pressure off Tannehill and Derrick Henry at the same time. And uh, last thing I'll say before I, you bring up a great point about the tight ends, I want to I want to hit on that in just a second. Uh, but last thing I'll say is also uh, the addition of Tim Kelly. I think uh, having a guy like Tim Kelly on the sideline being like, hey, Todd, maybe not a good idea to rush Derek for this 28th time in this game against the Colts. Yeah, it's like the, maybe a two minute warning in the first half, Todd. Come on. Hey, let's, Todd, let's up here. for the last 15 second and tens, you ran the ball. <laughs> Maybe we don't. Maybe maybe this time we try throwing it twice in a row. Hey, I'll meet, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle, Todd. Let's run a little play action. We'll fake yeah. it to your guy. Yeah. We've hey, Todd, everyone in this building just called, and they said they know you're handing it off to Derek Henry. <laughs> so maybe let's fake it to Derek and throw something. How about that? Does that sound good? I okay. do. I, I, I I've got, I've got Tim Kelly, Kelly sounding like. 
I've got Tim Kelly doing the boss from uh, Office yeah. Space. You have him being a little whiny. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us here down in corporate, <laughs> we're starting to wonder, what is it exactly that you do here? Uh, that's uh, now I'm just screwing up all my Office Space lines. Uh, the the. I'm glad you brought up tight ends, Jack, because I that I, you're right. It is an important position, and it's one that I'm I'm really expecting a lot out of um, from this season. I think I think one that especially I, I think Chig is going to be a, a hidden gem of a rookie. I I don't want to put too much on him, kind of like I don't want to put too much on Traylon Burks, but I think he's going to be great. Um, and Austin Hooper, I mean, come on, and Austin H. <laughs> we all know they perform at their best every time they come out. So, uh, but. Jack, literally 30 minutes before we started recording, we had some breaking news. Big breaking news. Okay. A guy by the name of Robert Gronkowski. Have you ever heard of him? I've heard of him. Yeah. He's, he's on that uh, USAA commercial, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. He is constantly trying to commit insurance fraud on national television. It's only for veterans, Rob. Right, Rob. Seriously, like that is so military, disrespectful. Military veterans, not NFL it's disrespectful veterans. to the insurance company that you're trying to fraud, and it's it disrespectful to veterans that serve this country. Honor okay? the troops, damn it. One of the one of the few perks that they get for serving for literally sacrificing their lives for this nation, they get to board planes early and they get sweet deals on insurance. Okay, and you're trying to take one of those, Rob? Really? Really, Rob? Mm. Can't can't let them can't let the troops have anything, can you, Robbie? Rob, seriously, Rob. Like, uh, that's more disrespect. That's probably the most disrespectful anyone has any anyone has any ever done against the troops in the NFL. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not I'm not oh, going down that route. God, I'm not going we, down that route. Can we please avoid that? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going down that route. We don't go down that route. This is the Titan podcast. Um, no, but the reason I bring up Rod Gronkowski is <laughs> I'm not going down that route, Jack, I, no matter how bad you want to debate me on it. Richard okay. Matthews is not walking through those doors again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We are so immature. Uh, all right, Jack. No, the, the Rob Gronkowski posted on Instagram. Uh, as most uh, Gen Zers do, which actually I think he's a millennial. He's announced his retirement from the NFL. Now, the reason mm. I bring this up uh, is one, it's, I mean, it's big NFL news. Rob Gronkowski, Brady's butt buddy for the last 20 years, um, or at least 15 years, I guess, since he joined the league. He is, he will no longer be playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL. He, he, he wrote this like, well, he didn't write it because let's be honest, he doesn't know how to write. But his agent wrote this real long message on Instagram captions. If you want to read it, fine, go ahead. To me, I'm I'm of the point, if your Instagram caption is longer than a certain point, just get a blog at that point, okay? No, no one wants to read all that. An Instagram no. caption should be shorter than most things. Um, but he wrote this whole long thing. If you want to read it, you can do that. But uh, what I did find interesting was Adam Schefter reposted it obviously because he needs to get the uh the clout for himself and uh he doesn't he absolutely destroys other people's stuff but he 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 added that drew rosenhaus who is rob gronkowski's agent 
texted Adam Schefter and said, it would not surprise me if Tom Brady calls him during the season to come back and Rob answers the call. This is just my opinion, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rob comes back during the season or next season. End quote. Jack, a couple of things here. There's so much to unpack. One, do, do people not know what the word retirement means? Like retirement carries all the weight as the word commitment does for college recruits. Yeah, it's really just a strong verbal commitment, which, mean, which means nothing. Obviously nothing does until the ink dries. Like a retirement nowadays is just like, hey, I just want to take the next few weeks off. Like it's like a vacation request That's is a retirement. R- Rob Gronkowski, uh, tip of the hat to him because he's playing chess right now. He's essentially saying, yeah, like I know I'm good enough to skip the entire regular season and come back and win another Super Bowl with yeah. Tom Brady. Or if Tom Brady's hurt, maybe in Tennessee. I don't know. He's got Mike Vrabel connections. But it's it's a smart move because he's an injury-prone guy. Everyone knows he's injury-prone. And, you know, he's got the concussion issues. He's got, you know, some other stuff as well. He's plays in, like, four different braces, like two elbow braces, two knee braces. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. even know He's, where you can put a fifth brace. C3PO thinks he has a lot of gadgets on his body. <laughs> yes. But like, it's, it's a smart move because he, he's sitting out the regular season. He'll still make millions of dollars if he comes back. And, you know, Tom Brady, that's his go-to guy. It has been for his whole career. Or, I mean, for the majority of his career, at least at the tight end position. So, but, but at the end of the day, do I take this retirement seriously? Absolutely not. His agent doesn't even take it seriously. Right, right, right. Is, if your agent is already telling people like, yeah, he's going to be back. Like that to me tells me he's going to be back. Isn't this essentially just Rob Gronkowski's agent putting Gronk's phone on do not disturb for the regular season? Like he's not yeah. going to be receiving any of your calls or texts. But once it once December rolls around, he's going to turn do not disturb off and he's going to start getting the, you know, the questions. Hey, are you ready to come back? You want to come back? You get in the itch again. And he's going to come back to Tampa Bay and they're going to make another run in the playoffs. It's just inevitable. It's literally the Brett Favre. And I I, that is a trademark trademarked uh, stamp for what what this move is, which I don't know if you remember Brett Favre. He's a quarterback for the Packers before Aaron Rodgers. Don't belittle me, Austin. I feel like you look at Brett Favre in a Packers uniform the same way I look at Bart Starr in a Packers uniform. Like, it's just so before your time. Brett Um, Favre with the Vikings, he had a real shot at the Super Bowl. But was it it Kai Forbath? Which kicker blew it for him? He missed like a 19-yard field goal. Damn, I did not expect. When we started recording today, I did not expect a Kai Forbath blast. uh, I come out everywhere. Episode. I've got it all covered. But uh, maybe maybe I'm slandering the wrong kicker's name, but I'm going to go Kai Forbath right now until another one pops into my head. But okay. yeah, yeah, keep going. No, with let's Brett go Farf. with Kai Forbath. Let's okay. always go with Kai Forbath. Okay, he'll be uh, you can quote me on that. Always go with Kai Forbath, Austin Huff. Um, and put that on my tombstone, actually. If I okay. die, if I die in the next year, please make that, put that on my tombstone. Just always go with Kai Forbath. <laughs> yeah. No okay. one will know what it means except for the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> My family, probably will be, won't know. my family will try and protest it, but no, you come in strong, Jack. Okay. okay. Say this, no, that was, this is going to cause a big, big upheaval in, in court proceedings when I, when I air this audio. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then here, <laughs> let me, let me do you the honors. Suck it family. All right. There. <laughs> they make sure you include that in the clip. Okay. Uh, so they know they're wrong. Uh, okay. But <laughs> the reason we bring up, 
Rob Gronkowski is because now that Gronk is retired, and I say that with the biggest finger quotes I've ever put around a word in my entire life, retired, that means that Gronk to Tennessee rumors are back on the table, Jack. Yeah. I, I, Here we thought they were dead. Once once uh, Brady came out of retirement, his 30-day retirement, we were like, oh, damn. I guess Gronk back to the Bucks. foregone conclusion. It's official. No, it's not official. Clearly, he's retiring. So, Jack, guess what? Gronk to Tennessee. Let's get the rumor started right now. Let's start it here on this podcast. If to anyone listening to this podcast, you have to help us out because that's how rumors spread by mm-hmm. word of mouth. You have to, whenever conversation gets going, be like, yeah, I heard. I heard Gronk to Tennessee. Yeah, just I, I'm start hearing, replying under any tweet you see involving Rob Gronkowski and say Gronk to the Titans. Just say, I'm hearing Gronk to the Titans, all right? And look, we're going to get it started. If you see anything on the internet, maybe, maybe it's a subreddit, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's on Twitter, maybe it's on Instagram, and you see people saying, like, Gronk to Tennessee, be like, whoa, that, that rumor comes courtesy of at Titan Up Pod. Like, they have to credit us. If the people are going to throw out that rumor, yeah. just so we're first to it, is it going to be right? Probably not. That's that's not important anymore. That's not important. Okay, you what's got to be first? We are first to this rumor, and so we you need to credit us if you hear it anywhere. The Tighten Up Podcast uh, is 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 the source for the Rob Gronkowski to Tennessee rumor. The second one, because the first one that that's gone and passed because we thought he was going back to the Bucks, but now he's not. And now Rob to the Tennessee, boom! You heard it here first. Tighten up podcast. Gronk to the Titans. Gronk, hey, Gronk to the Titans? Question mark? Huh? huh? That's what in I fact, heard. Someone, someone mail in to Jim Wyatt's mailbag this week. Oh, please, ask, yes, please do that. Ask Gronk to Titans. Gronk to the Titans. I heard it on the Tighten Up podcast. By the way, Jim, incredibly impressive performance at the wedding. No tears. I yes, Uncle Jim. His daughter got married successfully. Uh, no sure. tears at the wedding. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's like the Ariana Grande song. No tears left to cry for old Jim, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably got them all out. That was smart of him. Get them all out the night before. He did the, um, he did the father of the bride um, speech that we heard exclusively here on Tighten Up Podcast first at the, uh, the rehearsal dinner. So a little sneak peek for all of the listeners that were at that wedding, mainly just me and probably my mom or grandmother. Wait, he did um, it at the rehearsal dinner? He didn't do it at the actual wedding? No, no, no. He did it the day before. Oh, wow. So he didn't do a toast or anything at the wedding? No, I mean, there were toasts flying around left and right. It was a, it was oh. a toast happy. But oh, that, that, story, happy. that story that story ran a little long, so I think he wanted to, to go ahead oh, and burn, burn it the night before. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I will Talk say this. Our guy John Glennon there, by the way. John Glennon looking great. Was he, wait, was he? Was he reporting? Undercover? Uh, Undercover, yeah. No, no. I, if he was, I outed him. I outed him. I go, what's up? Dude? Okay. Yeah. Damn, dude. That, you can't just blow someone's cover like that, Jack. No, it, it maybe was, he was. Maybe he was trying to like undercover, like report. Maybe there was like a titan at the wedding, and he had to like figure it out if they were going or not. Mm, smart. I don't know which wedding. Uh, I don't know which uh, Brett Kern. Maybe. No, no titans were at that wedding though, so it was pretty. Uh, How do you un- know? Untitany. Well, I, I like to think that I'm a, a knower of of Titans, right? Okay. Just I didn't mean, see anybody. All right. 
You're not saying they were. I, I wasn't saying they were. I wasn't there. You were our boots on the ground at that wedding. Uh, and I say, and, and in saying that, I must also point out that Jim's performance of the wedding, phenomenal, did not cry. His performance of the wedding, probably better than your performance at the wedding, Jack. I don't know. Because we went into the wedding with one oh, goal, yeah. one mission. I the needed picture. you to get a photo of Uncle Jim. I thought about not it while I was in there. A, not in a Hawaiian shirt and or Dodger visor. <laughs> And the only photo that we got, and we we tweeted it out at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, the only photo we got was of Uncle from Uncle Jim's Twitter account himself. So we yeah, literally yeah. just lifted his own photo and 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 sold it off as breaking news from our own account. Yeah, it was. Um, I I told her when I was leaving the rehearsal dinner, he's like, "No pics tomorrow, Jack." I was like, "Okay, Jim, I got you. Don't you worry." But then I wanted to get one with him and Glennon in it, but I just did. He specifically say in. that, or are you just? It was. In a, it was. It was joking. It was joking. Hey, don't let Austin okay. Huff get to you. Yeah. No, he, he did. He did. He actually say that. He knows who the, who the evil shadow is pulling strings behind behind the. Did wall. he did he name drop me? No, the night before no, the wedding. No, no, you weren't. No, don't feel. Don't 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 get a big head here. Damn, I got. I literally the. I mean, I already have a boner from the Derrick Henry news, but like I, I it almost got even full fledged. No, anyway, was- let's stop talking about my dick and start talking about. <laughs> Uh, Sam Fallick, just kidding. Sam Phelan, uh, the uh, new Titans reporter, A to Z Sports. He's the new Luke Worsham. We're going to talk to him about all things Titans, uh, things to look for, uh, for next season. I'm not even going to tease it. It's just you're going to listen to it if you're already listening. If you already made it through this deep into the podcast, you're going to be listening to the Sam interview. So, uh, give him uh, a follow at Sam underscore Phelan. But before we get to Sam, let's first talk some dentistry. Dentistry. We're talking about the best dentistry in Nashville. That would be Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic dentistry. I talked about how I went in for a cleaning a little over a month ago friendliest staff, very experienced. They've been in Nashville for over 40 years. To be in business in one place for over 40 years, especially in Nashville, uh, they got to be doing something right over there. And they are. I experienced it firsthand. They treat patients from ages 2 to 104 years old. 2 to 104. I mean, that's, that's everybody on earth, essentially, is under that umbrella. Talk about range. They'll put on your favorite music or your favorite channel on the TV, For me, I got ESPN turned on. If you go in this week, you can get some College World Series action during the day. Kind of kill two birds with one stone. My old Miss friends out there, uh, if you're looking for a dentist and a a spot to watch the game, just go check out Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. They handle everything from cleanings to crowns to dentures to veneers to smile makeovers. Literally everything under the dentist's sun they take care of over there. So if you're due for a cleaning, this is the place for you. But if you're overdue for a cleaning and you need to get those teeth a little white, get them a little shiny for the summer, then go mention A to Z Sports and you'll get 10% off on core whitening. That's 10% off on core whitening when you mention A to Z Sports at Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Go check them out. They're located at 5606 Brookwood Place. It's off White Bridge Road for you guys that live over in West Nashville or in the Nashville area. It's not too far. Everything's pretty close over here. So go in and get your smile looking right for the summer. Remember, one more time, Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry located at 5606 Brookwood Place. Let's talk to the same right now. Nice. 
Guys, we got a brand new uncle joining the family tree. Uh, a guy making his first appearance on the Titan Up podcast. And I, honestly, I don't think he knows what he's getting himself into because uh, he wouldn't have said yes. But uh, this is a guy who Jack, when Jack first put this this dude on my radar, he he described him in one way. He said, he's the new Luke Worsham. And I said, the new Luke Worsham? You mean to tell, like, how can anyone be the new Luke Worsham? Like Luke Worsham is Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham, Luke Worsham. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he's a new Titans reporter for A to Z Sports. So I guess by title right now, he's the new Luke Worsham. He's already better looking than glow up Luke Worsham. Mm-hmm. I should I was, say. I was going to say that. I was going to say Luke had a journey. Uh, Luke, the glow up journey was real for Luke. I think Sam's so, kind of got it. Yeah. So if Sam, if Sam gets any more good looking. We are doomed, Jack. <laughs> we are absolutely doomed. If he has the glow up like Luke had in his time as the as the Titan up or the the Titans reporter for Z Sports, we are absolutely screwed. But uh, uh, the guy is from Chicago, which I love, obviously being here in Chicago now. And uh, he's you should follow him on Twitter at Sam underscore Fallon. That's Fallon P H A L E N. Uh, give him a follow because you're going to want to follow him when it comes time to Titan season. Or if you just want some, uh, some white Sox tweets right now in the interim until Titan season <laughs> yeah. starts, he's your follow, but Sam Fallon, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you, dude? Dude, I'm, I'm so good. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, thank you for the disclaimer. I know big shoes to fill with, with, uh, <laughs> taking over Luke's spot here, but yeah, if you're going on my Twitter right now, you're probably going to get annoyed with a lot of uh, White Sox ranting right now. But I promise that the Titans content is there and it's going to be coming full swing for training camp. So uh, I'm excited to get into all of it and uh, hopefully, you know, fill the shoes appropriately and uh, and join you guys here. Which not to go too far off base, which you'll quickly learn uh, is something that that's the really the only thing Jack and I do is just go off base. Uh but uh, I did think it was a little weird. You, you like you, you know, you go on constant, you know, Twitter storms about the socks and stuff. But then you <laughs> sent out like just glowingly, lovingly tweets about Tony Larusa. I was like, that's weird. I thought, yeah, you know, my guy, you just okay. love Tony Larusa. No, no sarcasm in that at all. Uh, Tony, <laughs> I love Tony. It's uh, the Hall of Famer. Uh, so I was actually at the game uh, the other day when he he intentionally walked a guy oh. with two strikes. It was Trey Turner. He intentionally yeah, walked more, Trey Turner with two strikes, and that obviously blew up. And now everyone in Sox Nation wants him fired, which I didn't like the hire to begin with. But um, can, my question to you, Sam, is can you say three nice things about Tony LaRusso? Well, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he, he, you know, he's got, he's got the rings. I'm not taking away his, uh, I'll say, I'll, yeah, I'll say he's a hall of famer. I like that. He can take criticism. I will give him credit with that. He kind of takes it on the chin a little bit more. Uh, you got me, you got me. <laughs> he kinda, got two. I got, he got two. two. He's bilingual. He's bilingual. Remember that's why they yeah, hired him to relate, no, to relate no, to the thank, Spanish speaking players. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Speak Spanish. There's number three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay sam, all right sam we I just that, that was well done sam well done that was that was tlr forever um sam we mentioned off the top austin mentioned off the top that you are filling the shoes of luke Worsham. well you're not the only one with some pressure in town right because Traylon burks was drafted to fill the shoes of aj brown who was traded right oh before he was drafted that is that you, is a 
grade A transition right yeah. there. Do you that, kind of relate to the pressure and everything that Traylon Burks is going through, having to fill such large shoes that Luke Worsham left behind? Well, let, let me say off the bat, I hope I'm doing a better job of filling Luke's shoes than Traylon has been of filling AJ's. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, Sam, you don't have asthma, do you? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm already one step ahead. But yeah, if I'm uh, if I'm on the Traylon Burks trajectory right now, I'd say I'm probably in a, a little bit of a tough spot here. Um to kind of come back around, answer the question. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I feel pressure though. You know, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. I mean, it's obviously a huge opportunity. I've heard great things about Luke from not just A to Z uh, and people with A to Z, but everybody that uh, over at the Titans facility, one Oh two, five guys, one Oh four, five guys, everybody big fan of him. So I do want to uh, kind of continue that on and, and continue those relationships. But um, yeah, I, Obviously, maybe not not meeting Luke. I don't know. I, trying to be my own person at the same time. Yeah, and my own reporter. So, yeah. so excited Absolutely. for it more than I was going to say. If you you heard only nice things about him, you clearly didn't talk to us about him. Yeah, this is the uh, first time you're here, so here we go. Yeah, but no, um, he's uh, you're, you're you're already better than him. Bringing it back around to Traylon Burks, <laughs> is it time for Titans fans to panic? It's it's still early. Training camp doesn't start for another month. July 26 is when all the guys are going to be reporting. Obviously, the early returns on Traylon Burks have been frustrating for Titans fans. He hasn't been out there a lot. And when he has been out there, he doesn't stay out there very long. So you're at practice. You get to go watch these guys. What's your early impression on Traylon Burks? I don't think it's time to panic, Jack, but I think it's time to worry. Um, I, I think anybody who's telling you not to worry about Traylon Burks is being a little bit naive when it comes to the situation. I think if we get to training camp and these issues are continuing, then it's time to kind of, you know, press the panic button a little bit and know that we're about to take the field for preseason games and he's not out there and he doesn't look like himself. Um, but I do think worry is normal in this situation, especially I've taken a little bit of a different stance. I know they came out and mentioned the asthma after a long time of people wondering kind of what was going on. I'm still a little skeptical when it comes to that because you know, if you ask me, asthma is not really something that goes away. I'm not really sure how that just kind of how they train him out of that, how they get him back for full practices every day. And they get him ready for an entire 17 week or 17 game NFL slate now. So I, I would hold off on the panic button and you got to give him a shot to really hit the full swing of training camp. But I think if these next five, six weeks go by uh, and he's not back to what you thought you might be seeing from him at the start of training camp then yeah, panic, panic would be warranted there. Um, in terms of what I've seen, really impressive when he's on the field, uh, but it's really been hard to tell. You know, he hasn't taken many live reps in seven on seven or 11 on 11. So you're really just going off of occasional drill work in the individual period. And it's really, I mean, Mike Rabel's been saying it all off season, but it's kind of hard to really get a gauge on some of those guys until the pads come on. Uh, and so we'll get a couple more answers for that once august hits not to uh get into semantics here but on the scale of feelings does worry come right after panic or are there some steps in between there or is it, where where are we like uh like does it go does it go straight from panic to worry or uh, I think uh, the other way around i think it goes or from, straight from worry yeah, to panic you know i mean i think there's a healthy worry i think if you're a titans fan right now you're in a little bit of a you know, it's on the front of your mind, right? Every practice, yeah. every single time they take the field, you know, what are you worried about? You're worried about 
whether or not Traylon Burks looks good. And I'm sure that that will continue as training camp hits, you know, first training camp. The assumption is that the story is going to be how Traylon Burks looks after five weeks, six weeks of not being with the team or working with the team in the facility. I know rookies are kind of 50 50 on what they're choosing to do there. But yeah, I do think that there is a there can be an easy jump, especially with fan bases from, you know, worry goes to panic really quickly. Um, And after this dead period comes up, like I said, you're right on the heels of preseason games and the season. Uh, And I think that that warrants, you know, kind of an expedited process for for panicking. So it's not it's just to reiterate, just worry to panic. There's no like 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 agonizes before worry or like uh, (laughs) like get worked up is like below agonize. Right. Yeah. So it's it might be stress getting worked up, (laughs) agonize, worry, panic. If we're what about fret? (laughs) Where does where does fret come into the front? Oh, that's a good one. We need to go through all the uh, the synonyms. I'll pull out my thesaurus right now. Yeah, because I feel like fret fret was like immediately like, oh, man, we're fretting the fact that he's having. <laughs> spray uh spray some stuff into his mouth every every time he gets loses breath but now now i'm starting to dwell on it you yeah. know and where does dwell on it range we don't know <laughs> well dwell on it's been something that we've been getting with basically every story unfortunately mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> you know that i mean you, you can get into semantics and and talk about the titans process all you want but that's one of the things is just Having not having a lot of answers for some of these big concerns for fans or for media just leaves us kind of dwelling on things, being not really <laughs> knowing where to go with a lot of a lot of these problems here for before the season. One of those, and it's not it's not necessarily a problem as much of it as much as it is a question mark. The cornerbacks. I'm so fascinated by the Titans' choice to draft Roger McCreary out of Auburn in the second round of the draft. They have Caleb Farley. He obviously is coming off another ACL injury. He's got a a long list of injuries that he's had to deal with, all serious. He had back problems coming out of college. He had torn his ACL before. Um, Now he he tears his ACL once again. And the drafting of Roger McCreary makes me wonder if the Titans are really sold on what Farley will be able to do, not just this year, but, you know, playing through his rookie contract. So you have Christian Fulton on one side. You're pretty confident in Fulton. He can be the team's. He's he's probably gonna gonna be the team's number one cornerback. He's gonna be uh, holding his side down. But across the ball, who's it gonna be? You, you have Elijah Molden in the slot. I, th- I think he came along well towards the end of last season. But then it's this Roger McCreary, Caleb Farley. Where do those guys fit in? Will they be on the field at the same time together? How do you see that position group playing out? Yeah, I d- I do think that they can be on the field at the same time. I think the I mean you have to assume if Farley's healthy, he's gonna be the one that's out there. But um, one of, I mean, I would say that the defensive backs is really one of the biggest questions that I think has been met with all positivity so far for, uh, especially around the building and being in the building, every single play they're all around the football. They've been aggressive on pass breakups, interceptions, even in seven on seven, when you're kind of, you know, not necessarily cards or decks kind of stacked against you as a defensive back in that situation. Uh, but they are deep. They are young. The energy and confidence within the unit has been great. And Roger McCreary specifically has shown that he can line up left side, right side slot. They've kind of been throwing him all over the place. So just in terms of that, that unit specifically, I really think you will see Fulton Farley and McCreary on the field at the same time. Uh, You know, Molden, Greg Mabin, all like all these other Mm -hmm. 
Oh, you know, I, I really like kind of where that unit and that secondary is going. And then obviously with Imani Hooker coming along and Kevin Byard and uh, even Theo Jackson up against it, working against tight ends, kind of uh, filling in that Dane Cruikshank type of role. The, the Titans secondary is something that I've written about and been super optimistic about going forward. You know what the front seven can do, but those guys in the secondary are really showing that you know, it doesn't really matter who's out there. They've consistently made plays. And I think if you're a Titans fan right now, that's something that you have to feel really, really good about coming into training camp. I was going to say not that long ago was Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, Jonathan Joseph, all part of that secondary, Kenny Vaccaro. The Titans wanted to get younger and faster. They clearly yeah. have done that. Yeah, younger and faster. And I mean, you know, the philosophy from Mike Vrabel, it's Go get the football, go get the football, go get the football. And that's been a point of emphasis. Leadership has been huge. One of the things that they benefit from having a young core is that some of these younger defensive backs that are viewed as, oh, you're just a second year, a third year guy on most teams are taking big leadership roles in the defense as well and, and really stepping up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say right now, if I were to predict it to be, I mean, I think Fulton and Farley are the go-tos uh, right on either end, but uh, Roger McCreary has, has really been a, you know, size is a little bit of an issue. Just, he's got, got smaller arms. He's a little bit shorter, but he's shown versatility lining up on both sides. Like I said, uh, kind of just a bulldog mentality too. And I think that's everything that you want in, in a guy like that, joining that, that group. Uh, you mentioned Dane Kirkshank, uh, the void that the Titans have to fill, uh, with him. And now that's a guy who's in Chicago right now, uh, much like you and I are right now, currently, um, the, he, and, but he's, he's also, he's also, uh, been joined by some of his former Titans friends and Trevor Simeon, Kerry Blasing game, uh, Darrington Evans, uh, Bo Brinkley, uh, hell, I'm pretty sure T-Rack's going to sign with the Bears here pretty soon. Uh, so uh, are, my my question is, like, Sam, were you part of the trade? Like, was that was that one of the trade-offs? Yeah. Was like you, so was, you, Nashville gets you and the Bears get every other Titan? Yeah, it was kind of, they didn't really share that very much, but it was a sign-in trade, actually. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Bears signed Dane Cruikshank <laughs> and, and, and they get signed Darrington Evans, uh, but really the Titans signed them and then traded them for me. So yeah, yeah. I'm not only filling the shoes of Luke Worsham, oh, I'm also yeah. trying to fill into the Dane Cruikshank role as best as I can. Well, it'll, as long we as need... you can stop tight ends, then yeah. you should be okay here. Right, we need you to, to be the tight end stopper on the defense. <laughs> uh, and then I saw this week uh, on Bleacher Report, uh, someone threw out a uh, trade proposal, Bud Dupree trade to the Titans, you know, like as, you know, one of the off season, like here's trades that should happen. And I'm like, damn it. Like, don't, aren't there enough Titans on the bears right now? As oh, you're, yeah. you're saying Bud Dupree traded to the bears. Yeah. Bud Dupree really? traded to the bears. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, it's like, look, the Titans just got a good defensive line. Okay. Yeah. After having a, a league worst 19 sacks the year before, like, can we just live with that? Can we like, can we enjoy that and keep Bud Dupree around for a little bit longer? You're selling, you're selling so low by trading Bud Dupree after the year he had last year. I know, right? That makes no sense. Yeah. Right. What are you saying, Sam? Well, I'm just saying Chicago's making up for the loss of population. They're trying to make up for it with Titans. Yeah, right. <laughs> everybody's going from Chicago to Nashville, so they're just like, all right, let's see how many of these guys that we can force to live here. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. And uh, – you talked about a point of emphasis for the Titans uh, turnover 
margin. Uh, I think last year they finished minus three, uh, which was one of the worst in the NFL. Um, Have you noticed anything in your short time uh, covering the Titans uh, taking over? Have you noticed anything or any talk around the building uh, about what, like how exactly do you work on that? Like other than, you know, obviously getting to the football and knocking the football out with strips and stuff like that. But I feel like, how do you emphasize turnovers when it comes to the practice? Well, I mean, they, they do emphasize things. Practice is one thing, especially like you said, I like there's no contact right now. So it's a little harder, you know, go, going through the football, but that, that is one thing the defensive backs are always working on is just they're punching through the football. Every single time they kind of get to, to the ball, they're working on, Drills like that, that some Roger McCreary talked to me a lot about uh, a lot of drills that work on ball security, different things like that, and making different reads for quarterbacks. But uh, you know how they keep a lot of that stuff a little bit close to the vest, but they do just talk about the overall philosophy of of what you said. I mean, look at the playoff game. Look, look at look yeah. at those those sort of big games that the Titans have been in of late and whether it comes down to Ryan Tannehill taking care of the football or the defense needing to make a big turnover in a big spot, that can be the difference in a game like that. And uh, that's something that they're really continuing to hammer home with these guys, especially some of these younger guys coming in is, you know, you might not play the perfect game all the time. You might not have the perfect coverage. You can make up for it really quickly with, you know, one interception, one forced fumble, one little turnover that can flip the game on its head. Uh, and you've seen from defenses just around the NFL recently, you don't have to be the most hard nose, uh, you know, don't give up any yardage type of defense. The defenses that find success and honestly get to the playoffs are the ones that turn the ball over the most because you're setting up your offense. You know, more chances to score is leads to more points. It's a pretty straightforward equation there. But yeah, uh, that's something that Mike Vrabel continues to believe in. And I think we'll see a lot more of it as we get kind of into, into pads, into some hard contact, into really looking at how they're working on, on attacking that. But it's been a lot of double teams and just trying to always get a hand on the ball right now for, for the DBs. Yeah, two, two games that, that stand out from last year alone, at least for the Titans, were you know, the Texans game where I think they finished like minus five in turnover. But Uh-oh. then you look at a game like the Rams, Super Bowl champion Rams, you go yeah, into LA and you you create turnovers. Uh, what the Kevin Byard interception and then the um, David Long had a pick. Yeah, David Long right there on the goal line where mm-hmm. they you know nearly was a safety turned into a pick sets up the offense for short yardage and I mean that swung the game on its head. The uh, the best cure for a struggling offense is you're you're exactly right, Sam. A great defense. And turnovers do help that. But on the offensive side of the ball, it's your first year in town. Derrick Henry finally back out there. You get to see the, you know, El Tractor Cito, the the alien, the Terminator, the the T-Rex back there with dreadlocks, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. What was it like watching him practice? Well, you know, I had a... (laughs) I, well, I had a buddy ask me when I kind of got back to Chicago here. He's like, you yeah, my dad was asking, like, is he really as big as he kind of looks on TV? <laughs> I'm like, dude, he's, he's bigger. Like, uh, like they're, his, his arms are, yeah, it was, that was a little bit surreal for real, just watching that guy kind of walk out and seeing the speed that he, he moves at at that size. It's like, I think there's that long, like, ongoing, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, like, it's one of those hypothetical debates that people have. It's like, okay, if you're given $10,000, 
tackle Derrick Henry in an open <laughs> field drill. Could you do it? And like, I was always like, yeah, like I'm, I'm six, three, like I'm a big guy. Like I can have, I watched him come out of the field. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. If that's, uh, I don't know if I want to be on the other end of that. Uh, but no, watching him practice was, was awesome. Uh, his leadership coming in with Hassan Haskins right away. And then just how explosive he is and really a, a breath of fresh air considering the, the foot, uh, which was a big kind of talking point on how he yeah. would kind of look coming back from the injury and making sure that, you know, he still had something left in the tank and that he was, he was feeling like himself, but he looks healthy. He, he feels healthy. Uh, and a lot of energy kind of came into the building once he got in there, which, which was, you know, refreshing to see. The foot injury is a big deal. And over the course of the off season, you've been hearing a lot of Jonathan Taylor's the best back in the league. He's been hearing it too. He mentioned it. Austin and I are sick of hearing that. We're oh, sick I'm of it. so sick. So we're, sick. Of we're it. sick of hearing it. So, and, and the uh, Jonathan Taylor should be MVP. Uh, dude, freaking Derrick Henry rushed for over 2,000 yards the season before and didn't get a, a, a lick of. <laughs> was on pace you know. to do it again before he went down last year. But yeah. do you notice anything in Derrick Henry? Obviously, you've heard him speak as well as practice. Um, it, does he sound, look, you know, feel more motivated heading into this season that, than you would have thought? I'm not sure if it's more than I would have thought, you know, I kind of expected a lot. I expected, you know, that you don't have the type of success Derrick Henry's had in the NFL without having that mentality of, you know, just going and proving everybody wrong. And he's kind of been a, a shut up and work type of guy, uh, especially throughout the off season. He did a lot of training by himself uh, and he came in and just kind of said he was healthy, felt like himself, felt more motivated than ever and ready to go. If you're a Titans fan, that is everything you want to hear out of Derrick Henry, because I think he might feel like he does have something to prove, not to himself necessarily, but to everybody else out there that is saying, oh, I don't know if Derrick Henry can do this for much longer. I think Jonathan Taylor is the best back in the league. All those things that you said that you're sick of hearing, Titans fans are sick of hearing, you can bet Derrick Henry is also sick of hearing them. And uh, I think he plans on shutting everybody up in a big way come the season. And you just hope he stays on the field and is able to do it to the best of his ability because we know what he's capable of when he's at 100%. And we all know that 100% uh, Derrick Henry working 110% harder than everybody else is not someone that any other running back in football is, is touching at this point. Sam, you, you, you mentioned like the hypothetical that I think a lot of us, any football fan throws around, like, would you want to like for $10,000, would you try <laughs> yeah. and tackle Derrick Henry? And after seeing him in person, you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not well, sure. I would, I would still try for $10,000. Would you, would you try it? Okay. Okay. I you just try know, for like get that, get the ambulance, uh, like, in the parking lot i know that something's going wrong that that way well, I, yeah what, what's have the, to have enough to cover the medical bills and the ambulance fee right don't you have to pay like a thousand dollars just to ride in an yeah. ambulance yeah it's it's expensive you know especially with inflation these days uh <laughs> sam what what would be the lowest amount of money you would you would try and tackle like if i said a thousand dollars would you try it i mean i'm an idiot so yeah probably <laughs> like what, okay 500 <laughs> No, no, I think it's got to be four figs. I got it. Okay. I got to see the zeros on the, if I, okay. Yeah. All right. I now here's, comma. Here, okay. All right. One comma, one comma. All right. I like this kid. He's a, we can get him for a good price. Uh, <laughs> Jack and I will set this number, up. Yeah. <laughs> keep it below $10,000. You want to pay tax on it. Uh, okay, Sam, I want to keep this hypothetical train going. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
okay, either you have the opportunity to tackle uh tackle Derrick Henry for a thousand dollars, or you can let um Michael Kopech uh tackle him for you now. And now the other day, oh. the the White Sox tweeted uh, Michael Kopech left the game with right knee discomfort. He's being further evaluated. To which you quote tweeted the tweet, and yeah. you said, oh, okay. "I want quote I want to die anybody <laughs> but him." Okay. You're pulling out receipts on me. Okay. So for the Sox to win the World Series, Michael Kopech has to go head to head against Derrick Henry. See, I I was going to say that's a no brainer. He obviously has a better chance than me, but you're saying he has to mid season and he has to suffer the injuries or whatever. He has to be a season ender. Yeah. It could be. We don't know. Or he could successfully tackle him. We don't know. We don't know. I think you might get from that tweet. I, I believe in my guy, Michael Cope. Like I, I just, I have a weird, unhealthy faith in him. I would take Michael Kopech. I think he could do it just fine. So he's, you don't think you don't crazy in him too. I will say I, this, I, I've, stood, I've stood next to Michael Kopech, shook his hand before. He's about as big as Frank Thomas. So okay, I think he, I think he stands a decent chance when it comes down to, I mean, so he's got NFL ties to him. All right, so Michael Kopech would fare better than say a Darius Leonard or a uh, well, Earl Thomas, <laughs> Josh Norman. Uh, Alexander Myers, yeah, mm-hmm. the list goes anyone on. on the Jaguars, yeah, that's fair. That's you know, maybe not. You're making me rethink. <laughs> All right, I, I just I look the question comes down does Michael Kopech stand a better chance than Sam Phelan? And that just comes down as a big yes to me. <laughs> okay. All right, that's good to know. We're getting to know you, we're feeling yeah. you out. You know, we got to throw these hypotheticals your way. <laughs> Sam, I've got just one more for you, and it hasn't really been discussed a lot. We heard uh, special teams coach Craig Ackerman talk a little bit about it recently, but after the Titans and Chester Rogers kind of split ways uh, after last season, the return job, both punt returner and kick returner is pretty wide open. Yep. How do you see that playing out? Who's in the mix right now? Well, he mentioned uh, kind of some interesting names. It, like you said, it hadn't really been talked about uh, much, uh, but I think it will go a long way really into determining that back end of the roster at the wide receiver position. That's one of the position battles that I think Titans fans are really going to be interested in watching. You assume you've got Burks, Akina, Phillips, and Woods all there. Those last three could really go a bunch of different directions. So he did mention uh, for the punt return duties, they've been looking at Mason Kinsey. They've been looking at Kyle Phillips, Amani Hooker has been back there and then completely different names for the kick returning position with Racy McMath, Reggie Roberson and Trenton Cannon. So that is going to be something that you watch here just in terms of who can provide value to make the back end of the roster. If, if Roberson can get the kick return job, if Mason Kinsey can get the punt return job uh, right now, they're focused on kind of Aukerman had said they're focused on catching the football is like step one. You need a guy who can go back there and be reliable uh, and, and you know, you can trust. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a bunch of, bunch of fast shifty guys. I, I would say look for all three of those names for the respective jobs. Um, and really interested in seeing, like I said, how that affects maybe decisions on a guy like Des Fitzpatrick or a guy like Josh Malone, or some of these other wide receivers that have had good camps and are hoping to make the team. But, you know, if uh, Roberson and Kinsey are the guys that they're choosing to be the return men, uh, maybe that limits the amount of opportunities that are there for some other names. So keeping an eye on that for training camp um, and as obviously as cuts start coming along as well. 
give me give me a prediction, a hard prediction. You got to pick one for each. I like going with. I would say right now, I would like Roberson as the kick returner and Kyle Phillips as the punt Ooh, returner. Now we're talking. Ooh. There we go. <laughs> oh yeah. man. All I right. Kyle Phillips, he's shifty, man. I, I like uh I, I like what I've seen from him. If he can uh if he can work on catching the ball, you know, he that was the the concern with him that Ackerman brought up is just he's had trouble with you know catching the ball consistently in that quick first step, but his lateral movement is off the charts. So if, if they can hammer that down, I think he's the ideal choice at this point in time. Oh, here's a former bear slash titan uh name we can throw around. He reminds me of a Mark Mariani. Ooh, How about man. that? Now yeah. we're talking. You know, oh, like mainly just because he's a white guy who plays football. That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mark, Mark Mariani had what, like eight career catches or whatever? And yeah, I think so. Yeah, more, and more than one he probably should have here. Broken. I would leg. hope Kyle Phillips uh, has a little bit more, uh, a, a little better of a career than than Mark Mariani. Mar- Mariani made a Pro Bowl though. Which, yeah, does Mariani, Mariani, correct me if I'm wrong, but he might lead the Titans in return yardage. Uh, that's I, I would expect him to, honestly. The Titans haven't really had a solid returner for multiple seasons since Mariani we'll, was there. We'll have to we'll have to do some digging into that because I don't think I don't think Derek Mason did enough returning no. uh, when he was here. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think I read that somewhere, but I, I could sounds be wrong. right to me. Uh, look, all I'll say is right now, um, I'd say uh, Luke Worsham needs to reside somewhere between worry and panic. I, I think we're well past <laughs> agonizing and dwelling on or uh, getting worked up. Uh, I, I think he, we're, we've shot past those just with Sam's first appearance here on the Tighten Up podcast. Uh, this dude is great. Guys, give him a follow on Twitter at Sam underscore uh Fallon again that's P H A L E N uh if you if you if you check the feed and it's just a guy tweeting uh just just things about how he wants to die if Michael po- Kopech gets any like if anything happens to him yeah. then you that's the right it's the right Twitter account that's the right okay? guy yeah if you're seeing right. Michael Kopech content you're in the right place <laughs> <laughs> so for all things Titans and Michael Kopech this is your guy the one source to follow guys give him a follow make your timeline better for those those three niche people out there that have that have like the like the like-minded Titans Michael Kopech interest <laughs> Sam, before before we let you go, it's is it Phelan or Fallon? Phelan, yeah. Phelan. I, mean, I, I was saying Fallon, wasn't I? Yeah, I, I get it. I get Damn the it. Fallon all the time. But yeah, a, this is our Phelan. first meet. It's okay. We've got it. We I'd remembered it. Rather, I'd almost rather it be Fallon because then you're like, oh, it's like like the famous dude Fallon. Instead, yeah. they compare it to like the word failing without a G, oh. and then it's Ooh, just, yeah, no, that's 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 a good point. You know, yeah, like that's a. Tough play on words that I kind of walk into all the time for sure. Sam Phelan. Okay, well, make sure everybody gets right. And here, I'll give you one for the road. Nick Westbrook, Akine. 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 Nobody, oh. nobody knows how to pronounce this right. But we've oh. had we've had Nick on multiple times. No, Sam, you're not the only one. Literally. No, yeah, Sam, Sam, I Titans Radio. We had him on it. the podcast. We had him on the podcast, and I I I called him the wrong name the entire time he was on. And then literally on the way out As, the door, he was like. He was like, oh, by the way, <laughs> it's a keen A. And I was like, where was that? The rest of the, you know, it's kind of like I, I did with you. I'm not I sure mispronounced I've ever, your name for the whole, the whole. 
interview. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever heard a kine before. So yeah, I was today years old. Yeah, when... no, exactly. <laughs> we have to tell we have to tell people who come on and talk about him because he a few years ago didn't even know that's how it was pronounced. So he recently learned this as well. He learned yeah. how to pronounce his own name. Go, yeah, go, go. Listen to the Nick Westbrook Akine Tighten Up podcast episode. You'll, you'll, you'll get a lot more information probably than you ever asked for. But I'll make yeah. sure I bring that up to him in camp there too. Yes, I'm like, oh, I'm like super hey, brownie points. In case, yeah, in case you have like any exclusive anything that you wanna to want to let people know, I will make sure that people know it's Akine. And yeah. I will say, he'll I, he'll love that, yeah. Sam. He'll love that. You gotta right. do it. Uh, and Sam, full disclosure too, uh, I'm glad it is Phelan rather than Fallon because, um, and look, Jack, Jack and I, we are an open book. We're very transparent, especially with our, with our audience. And it is, um, I'd be remiss if I did not mention that when Jack told me, Hey, we got Sam, uh, Sam Phelan coming on the show. I read it as Sam Fallon. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that the name is just a few letters off from Fallick. And oh. so then, then Jack and I just diverted into making dick jokes yeah. for the next ah, like like twenty minutes. Yeah, Austin drove that bus. I was just along for the ride. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, I mean, that, you had some good ones. No, I I'm just a couple but, good ones. But, but that's another one, man. You know, I typed my name into Microsoft Word as a child, and then it's got the little red line under it, and it's like, oh, and I'm like, I'm right. right. What's that word? And it's like, no, you don't want to. And then yeah, you don't want to switch that. Then Clippy's <laughs> autocorrecting your the name on your on your essay to Sam Fallick, <laughs> and you're like, that's not my name. Yeah, it's exactly. frustrating. Yeah. I get it. I get it. All right, so Sam Phelan, guys, give him a follow. He's the new Luke Worsham. Give him uh, give him some love on Twitter uh, and let him know how strong the uh, the tighten up audience. Uh, tighten up podcast audience all you tuppers are out there sam thank you so much for the time dude this has been awesome we can't yeah. wait to start a new long found relationship with you hopefully longer than it was with with damn luke Warsham. Mm. <laughs> yes sir i appreciate it guys thank you very much there are no flags on the field it's a miracle tennessee has pulled a miracle shout out to sam thank you to him for joining us uh jack Austin got some big news, big breaking news, even bigger news than the uh, Rob Gronkowski news. What people are saying did, did Rob Gronkowski finally get the nod from USAA? No, but a different Owski. Okay. We go from Gronkowski to Lebowski. Okay. And that is at Mr. Lebowski. Okay. Oh, tweeted folks. Tonight's recording of at F words pod will be my last as a co-founder and co-host of this podcast pains me to hang up the mic, but life and career have to take priority. Now I've enjoyed the last nearly six years of laughing and ranting alongside this wild fan base. All right. First and foremost, don't let him think, don't let him let others think that their fan base is more wild than the Tuppers. Okay. Until, <laughs> until they get Eddie Berlin's phone number from their, their podcast yeah, listeners and address sure. and address. That's right. Phone number and address. I'm pretty sure their fan base is not any wilder than the Tuppers. Okay. Then this, then this listenership of this podcast. Okay. So don't, don't let his words think that. Don't take offense yeah. to this. Yeah. But with that said, Jack, that leaves uh, just Zach on that. It's a solo show. 
uh, a guy who had been on this, Zach, who had been on this podcast a couple weeks ago when we did the crossover episode of the F Words Tighten Up podcast. Very funny episode. Zach's great. Great episode. Great episode. Go check it out. But it was only great because it lived on our stream, not mm, because uh, I think that's the deterrent there. Um, so go check it out. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us four and a half stars. Give Buck 0.5 stars. Um, Jack, look. Uh, let's go back down to the history of the media beefs that this podcast has had. Okay. okay? Yeah. Let's take a walk down memory lane. And because remember this, what, what are we 120 weeks in? So yes. we're, we're on our, our third season has officially begun. So we've mm-hmm. taken names. We've had to, we've had to bury, you know, bury quite a few people along the way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's like when you go to prison, you always, you know, you try and, you know, try and beat up the biggest guy in the yard to get some some clout right away Mm -hmm. okay that's what most people would do we however decided to beat up the weakest guy uh in the room when this podcast first launched in fact you can go back to our very first episode and i I i'm almost positive it was episode one we did a whole take about how look we're a new podcast we need to make a name for ourselves Mm -hmm. best way to do that is with some sort of beef all right. Nobody knows who Machine Gun Kelly is if it had he not have gone in that uh, rap beef with Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. Okay. That's a great point, actually. Eminem made Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. So you have to, you, a beef is good for your career, whether yeah. you win it or lose it. If it wasn't for Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly would still be rapping about Cleveland. <laughs> You're so nobody, true, nobody wants to rap about Cleveland. Nobody wants to put, listen to raps about Cleveland. Put that quote on Jack's uh, tombstone. Without Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly would still be rapping about cleveland it has Jack, to be a big tombstone Gentry. that's a lot of words the word count. i feel like it should be like twitter you should have a word you'll, count you'll or, probably have a bigger tombstone than me though you went to bga count. all right so what, you, what does that mean your parents have money okay Brentwood high school is the most private public high school of all time i don't want to but it's that. still public okay it's technically still public all right and so jack the so we came out swinging right away episode one we said we're going after not the biggest dog in the yard, probably the smallest dog in the yard, the smallest, sweetest, most gentlest, cutest, most cuddly dog in the yard. Okay. A but dog you have straight to get blood out on your hands. You do. Sometimes you have to kill a puppy to mm-hmm. make a few heads turn. Okay. And we, and, and kill a puppy. We did. We chose Jonathan Hutton as our media beef right out the gates. Why? Because everyone loves Jonathan Hutton. All right. It would have been easy for us to pick a Paul Kaharski or or a Chad Withrow or, you know, or a, a uh, I don't know. Jared Stillman, maybe Jared Stillman, Jared Stillman. We could have very easily picked him. We could have very easily have picked literally anyone in Nashville media. Uh, Dimitri Kaladimos. OK, like we could have chosen oh, anyone closet. That, that is that is universally hated but we said no we're gonna go after someone who's universally loved <laughs> is dimitri caldemos universally hated no she's not she's I not gonna she's, say i feel like she's loves. very loved uh she's oh she's so great her and lisa Patton. oh my gosh uh, I, I wonder if they won that ageism suit you remember when that happened oh i forgot about that i hope she did i, I do love dimitri i'm i know it's over but i'm pulling for her and Rudy Kalis, shout out Rudy Kalis, mm-hmm. another great one, beloved news. New Nashville will never understand the greatness of, of Demetria, Rudy, and Lisa Patton mm-hmm. on that Storm Tracker 2000. You're right. Anyway, uh, so 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 we went out and and I'll say this, Jack, for the first year and a half, I'd say 
maybe close to two, yeah, probably a year and a half. I, I want to say we we beefed with Jonathan Auden. Anytime his name came up, we put his name in the mud. Yeah. We dragged it through the mud. He was we 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 belittled him to a point of no return. In fact, to the point where it drove him off the radio in Nashville, where he was not even in Nashville media to begin with. Like he left. He went. He went, uh, I guess, national, if you want to call it. He went digital, if you want to call it that. I don't know. Uh, But he left Nashville media. He left Nashville local media. So, Jack, that was one notch on our belt. He is back You could chalk up as a W for the Titan Up podcast. He has clawed his way back. But, I mean, uh, it's it's like 102.5. I forget what even. I think it's 94 point something. Yeah, it's like their second. Like, it's not even on the game. It's on the game, too. So, like, can anyone even hear it? I don't know. I'm legitimately asking. It's I'm like legitimately if, asking. If a tree falls in the woods, I that's the thing. I no one's I'm around. Not, I'm not. This is not me starting new beef with Jonathan. I'm no, legitimately no, no, no. asking if anyone can hear the signal of 92, 94, nine or whatever the game to <laughs> slash the now called the fan. Either way, slash, the point is we drove Hutton off the off the. We place. drove. We killed Hutton. We did. We killed him. Uh, sorry, but that's just the facts. Okay, then we 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 held tryouts. To find a new Nashville media beef. Who do we bring in? We bring in enter F words pod because well, we knew it, it, it was really kind of first Mike Herndon. Yeah, it did. It did kind of start as Mike. Mike Herndon, Herndon was like, the ringleader. He was the main target, right? But because it, it's like a cartel. He, he together, you just want to take out the head of the cartel. Right. And then you move he, down. <laughs> that's exactly it. And if anyone knows how to take out cartel, it's a BGA grad uh, named Jack Gentry. He, <laughs> I, so we took out, so we, we found Mike Herndon and we said, like, okay, he gave, to, he put together the best tryout when it came to our media beef tryouts. So we're like, I think, I think it's Mike. I think it's Mike without actually ever saying it was Mike. But then Mike quit his podcast, the F Words Pod, which was our biggest competition when it comes to titans podcasts he's semi-retired which was always uh, it's a head scratcher to me that's a that's a gronk move that's a tom brady move mike herndon is the rob gronkowski of titans twitter yes without question and we, we mean that in the sense that he's very good at what he does but he's also kind of aloof and you could probably uh the commitment level know. is is wishy-washy yeah, gen- at times. Gentle giant. Also, speaking of drug cartels, huh? No, oh, that la- that interview we had, with, yeah, he may be involved in one. We well, better the last be time we well. had Mike Herndon on this podcast, he, I think he was doing a drug deal. There's a suspicious uh, package involved. <laughs> so we, so he leaves, and then so then like our kind of our hatred just kind of naturally shifted to F words pod. Mm-hmm. So then we start going after F word pod. They are our new beef. They are because they're like. It makes sense. They're direct competitors. Uh, they're a better podcast than us. They've been around twice as long. So we said, you know what? Let's destroy these dudes. Let's make them our Nashville media beef. And Jack, just by checking Twitter today, I think we may have won ourselves another beef, my man. I think this might be, we might be two and O. Oh in Nashville media beefs to the point where we're driving people out of their comfort zones. We're driving people out of what they know and love something that they've done for years. Jonathan Hutton was on Nashville radio for years and we drove him out. Uh, Mr. Lebowski was on that, uh, the efforts pod for over six years and we drove him out. Jack, I don't want to toot our own horn. I don't want to dance on anyone's grave. 
I want to break dance on these dudes' graves. Okay. I want to freaking, I want to <laughs> set up my own dance, but I brought a piece of cardboard. I'm going to set down and I'm just going to do twin uh, spins and twirls while other people are grieving, while other people are laying roses on, on their bedside. I'll say that to do anything for six years, whether it's play football like Rob Gronkowski or podcast about football like Lebowski, um, it comes with a healthy respect, right? I mean, we, we obviously respect what they built over there. But um, you're right, direct competitor. I mean, we're kind of like the king of the hill now. We're kind of just like the last man standing. Right. Way. I'm sure there's other Titans podcasts out there that people listen to. And I, you know, I, I, I keep up with them just about as much as the next guy. But this does seem to be, and I don't want to dance on the graves, but it's, you, you kind of, you kind of knock down the, you, you knock out the champ. You've got the belt, uh-huh. but you remember like, man, that champ, you know, I remember when he was at the top of his game. I remember when, when, when that guy was at the top of his game, but now I've got the belt. So do I celebrate or do I console? Where, like, where do we fall here? But with our beef history, I, I think that now, we need everyone to know that we're the new champ. This oh, is yeah. this is our mountain that we're at the top of. Right. Yeah. It's it's going to be sad come uh, Sobro's award season. Oh, um, I forgot about the awards that could happen after this now. Right. That could because, directly impact us getting another Sobro's award. Right. F words has like used to like been like used to been like cleaning up shop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now kind of teaming up with like 440 and like, you know, like the things are going well for F words pond. Until Lebowski bounces out. And let's be honest, Lebowski's the better of the two in that podcast. Uh, <laughs> I hate that we never had him on before he left, though, because I, all I know is is, is Lions. And same Lions thing. I, I And you and I said the same thing about Jonathan Hudden. We, we hate that we never had him on before he left Nashville Media. We tried uh, to get him on. He, he, that's declined. one of the reasons why we hate him. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's one of the reasons why we hate him. Uh, but the... So, Jack, I'll say is... We reign supreme. Um, we are the when it comes down to Sobro's award season, they're gonna have only one award to give, one podcast to give the award to, and it's gonna be ours. Yeah, rightfully so. I, I mean, we so should we it. just accept now if um, if Sobro's network is listening, should we just like like thank we you? We should guys definitely with, throw our like name in the hat, right? Thank you to our parents. Uh, we wouldn't be here today without them. Thank you to God. Thank I mean, because think about it, dude. I feel like No Nonsense was also nominated, and Luke Worsham has damn, damn, totally shifted. And Luke Worsham, honestly, Luke Worsham started a feed, a Titans feed that lasted like four weeks. Remember that? He had a Titans uh, podcast for like four weeks, and we drove him away. So well, it's like it was No Nonsense. Oh yeah, he had the ten minute one. Uh, it was like the ten. It was like the 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 name of the podcast was the Tongue Twisters. The ten minute Titan Tingler on Tuesday or something. Yeah. Tuesdays, yeah. <laughs> that didn't last long. That <laughs> did not last long. Long story short, learn from this, people. All right, spread the good news. You come at the top, you best not miss. You best yeah. not miss. Undefeated. Right. Feels so. Put good. that on my tombstone as well. Uh, all right. Let's get let's um let's get out of here. Remember the Titan. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. I was actually excited about mine. I forgot that he was a Titan at one point, and it ties back to Sam Phelan, a guy that was in Chicago, in Tennessee, now back in Chicago. You're right. I, I know you're all thinking uh, of the same guy. We're talking about Cairo Fernandez. Santos. Uh, 
Oh, oh, Cairo. Probably my favorite Titan whose first name also doubles as an Egyptian capital. You you remember Cairo, right? I mean, he, he stepped in for Tennessee uh, when they needed him in 2019, kind of after Suckup was going through his thing. And then Cairo Santos came in and really just put Titans, you know, Titans fans' hopes in the kicking game at the absolute floor. He, he, was, he connected on 44% of his field goal tries while in Tennessee, four for nine for those of you at home who um, are not math majors. But Cairo Santos has an interesting story. He was yeah. born in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Cairo right now is 30 years old. He's still with Chicago. We're going to get to some of his achievements in Chicago here soon. But he started at Tulane, obviously born in Brazil, was the first Brazilian-born player to participate in an NFL game. It makes you wonder why his parents didn't name Rio Santos. Yeah, well, I mean, Sao Paulo and, and Rio de Janeiro. I mean, uh, do you want to name your kid? That would be like an American naming their child River. I feel like there's not no, many that would rivers be a, running. No, around. that would be a Mexican naming it Rio. Rio de Janeiro well, I, I is the capital of Brazil. I was yeah. just making a capital joke. Okay, capital. That's right. Don't, don't bring it up to Jack Del Rio. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Kairos, Jack of the River. Cairo Santos. Started his career in Kansas City. He was with the Chiefs for a little while. Um, you know, he stuck around for about four seasons, really just about three and a half seasons with the Chiefs. He was their primary kicker up until the 2017 season. Then he kind of he left the Chiefs, went to Chicago, uh, didn't really stick around there. I think he just went one for two. He missed a field goal in a game they needed somebody to fill in, probably for Robbie Gold, if that timeline uh, is correct. Um, don't know if Gold was still in Chicago in 2017, but I'm guessing that he was. I- Dude, I'd be willing to bet that gold is still in Chicago. I know he's like with the 49ers, but like he's probably like when you think Chicago Bears kickers, you think Robbie Gold. That's it. That's yeah. and Cody Parkey. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Touche. Touche. Also former Titan. He spent some time with the Rams in Tampa Bay in 2018 before coming over to the Titans. He kicked for the Titans for five games. Um, I mentioned did not go well for him and then he found a home in 2020 and 2021 in Chicago and I was pissed when he caught on in Chicago because he, he hit 90 he converted on 93.8 percent of his tries um in Chicago that's 30 for 32 and I was like that's BS man the Titans have not been able to find a stable kicker and this guy that just sucked it up for the Titans goes to Chicago and just knocks it out of the park um finished up there last year as well Cairo Santos is actually one of the better kickers. He's got, he, he holds a lot of records in, in accomplishments. Um, second most made field goals in a game. He hit seven in 2015 with the Chiefs. Second most made field goals without any misses in a game, tied with three other players, also seven. But with the Chiefs, he had most points by a kicker, obviously the 21 in that same game. So a lot of, a lot of his records come from the same game. Um, with the Bears, though, he had 40 straight field goals. 40 consecutive made field Damn. goals. Isn't that insane? That is insane. That's he incredible. Had, he had 27 in a row in the same season in 2020. Um, obviously has the the highest field goal completion percentage in Bears history, that 92.8%, which I mentioned earlier. So Cairo Santos, I'm, I'm tying it back to Chicago. The pipeline is real, the Nashville to Chicago pipeline. And I know the guys like Dan Cruikshank, Kari Blasingame, Bo Brinkley, who am I leaving out? I'm leaving somebody uh, out. Uh, Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans, Trevor oh, Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Hopefully all those guys find similar success to Cairo um, after leaving Tennessee, but I doubt they will. Uh, but that, this week's Remember the Titan, Cairo Santos.
a failed kicker for the Titans, of which there are many. Um, while you were doing your your uh, remember the Titan, uh, Tom Brady weighed in on the Rob Gronkowski. Oh, really? He chimed in. Yeah. He All said, right, give it to me. Uh, it, he just three words. He just said or four words. See ya in Nashville. That's I wow. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Fire up the rumor mill. No, he didn't. But he did. He basically did say like, oh, you know, oh, we had so much fun. You know, your, your work ethic on the field and off was oh, unmatched. Gross. I'm already tired. This is already gross. Me yeah, it's pretty boring. Uh, he said, congrats, Gronk. You deserve it. Um, nothing mentioned. Nothing about, you know, he deserves what a USAA membership. Yeah, I was going to say it said nothing about pretty, the insurance fraud. Yeah, so he he clearly. Wow. Wow. Tom Brady. Let it be known. Tom Brady, the goat, also quote unquote. hates the troops. Yeah. Mm. But not my goat. Wow. Wow. Not my goat. Hashtag not my goat. Jack, uh, my remember the Titan this week is a guy by the name of Jordan. Jude. Babino. <laughs> okay. Babino. That, that is, a, I don't think. Like, we've done a lot of the Remember the Titans at this point, uh, 120 uh-huh. episodes in, so that's 240 I'm, Remember the Titans. I'm pretty sure episodes. we've done everyone at least twice. But I, I truly don't think we've done Jordan Babineau. Well, if we haven't, we're about to. We're going to get the full Jordan Babineau experience, okay? Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You mean Jordan Babineau, the guy who was born in Port Arthur, Texas? Uh, you know, the guy who went to Abraham Lincoln High School and played at Southern Arkansas? Went undrafted in 2004? How could you not remember the, this guy? Signing with the Seattle Seahawks? You mean that Jordan Babino? You mean the, the Jordan Babino who was Dopkey.com's National Special Teams Performer of the Year? That Jordan <laughs> Babino? The one who was a second team selection of the D2Football.com All-America team? The, the same guy who was a first team All-South Region pick on defense? And was a first team all GSC defensive back? Surely, surely not the two, the, the guy who tied two NCAA Division II records, setting two GSC records and tying another and setting two school records for Southern Arkansas University, right? No. I mean, not the guy, not, not the Jordan. It must be a different Jordan Babino, not the one who has 600 total tackles and four sacks with nine forced fumbles and four fumble recoveries with 12 interceptions and three defensive touchdowns, right? One of those defensive touchdowns coming in his year with one of two seasons with the Tennessee Titans, where he picked off Colt McCoy and returned the interception 97 yards for a touchdown, right? Surely not. Not that one. Not that Jordan Babineau. We have to be talking about different Jordan Babineau because if we were talking about this Jordan Babineau, we'd probably talk about how, you know, he he signed with the Titans on August 4th, 2000, 2011, and then he re-signed with the Titans in March 2012. This time for a two-year deal worth up to five million. And then, and then, and then we'd mention the fact that he was released a year later, and probably point out the fact that con- NFL contracts mean literally nothing because that <laughs> two-year deal turned into a one-year deal almost to the day because he was cut on March 12th of 2013. Right. He wasn't able to lock in any of that guaranteed money like Deshaun Watson's getting up in Cleveland, huh? He wasn't. Now, if you're listening to this podcast from Seattle, you're probably like, not the Jordan Babineau who does pregame and postgame on the Seahawks show on 710 ESPN oh. during the 2015 season. Surely not that guy, right? 
listen, you might want to sit down for this. Because, yes, I'm referring to that Jordan Babineau. He is my Remember the Titan, Jordan Babineau. And when I say Babineau, however you think Babineau is spelled, just know that you're wrong. Because <laughs> it is it is it is the most ridiculous way to spell Babineau. But is you know Cajun? what? That's, is it, does it have it, that E-A-U-X? It does. It is got the Cajun uh, suffix on it, okay? The B-A-B-I-N-E-A-U-X. Babineau. 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 Uh, and uh, in case you're wondering, Port Arthur, it's it's funny because Port Arthur, very close to Louisiana. So that's probably why, where he gets that. Babineau. It's probably where the, the, the Babineau descendants landed in Port Arthur, mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah, very French. French Quarter. Um that is Jordan Babineau. Uh, he's also the younger brother of former Atlanta Falcons defensive tackle, Jonathan Babineau. And he has a daughter named Jada Babineau. So how about that? Um, I like I, I mean, right, they're, they're sticking with the, the J. So you could, if, right. Jor- if Jordan played corner, too bad he didn't play corner, right? Because then you could call him the French corner instead of the French quarter. Oh, that'd be a great nickname. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great nickname. Uh, yeah, now you got me thinking of other funny nicknames. That would be great. The French corner would be an awesome one. But he was a safety, so you can't. Yeah. Well, uh, since he's not in the league anymore, we can call him French toast. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, that's going to do it for us on the title podcast. As we get us your, uh, so titles, you got a good, so title for us, send it to us at tighten up pod, tweet it at us. You can DM it to us if you want, or you can just tweet it at us, which that mm-hmm. we like it when you tweet it at us. Uh, but however you want to get it to us, get it to us at tighten up pod. And if it's good, it could be next week. So title. So send us those. Follow at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter while you're there, while you're tweeting at us. Go ahead and just follow us. Um, it like I am Lindsay D, who got the shout out at the beginning of the pod. Uh, she she said in her uh message to us, she said, I thought I was following you guys, but it just it happens your tweets always show up in my timeline. So I thought I was already following you. And then she when she realized she wasn't, she corrected that mistake. Yes. So Go ahead and double check. Make sure you're not already following us. And if you're not, go ahead and follow us. Follow us on Instagram at Tighten Up Podcast. And while you're on this like follow spree, go ahead and follow Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. Well worth the follow, guys. Come on with it. Pumping out Titans content in a time where, let me tell you, friends, if this podcast episode is any indication, there is not a lot of, okay. The players don't report for another month and some change. So if you want, if you want some writing, if you want some opinions, come on over to old Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I don't know why, but if you do, at Austin Huff, you can follow me there. Um, and follow A to Z Sports on all things socials. You can check out our Sam interview on YouTube. A to Z sports YouTube page. So subscribe there. You can see how good looking Sam is in person. Striking, how, striking you know, good just, looks. So you can only imagine how much better good looking he's going to be after the tighten up podcast glow up. That tends to happen with people. 
I mean, just check out our Kayla Anderson interview from last week. I, you could say it's her, it's her regular skincare routine that uh, helped her glow up. I like or to you think could it's say the it's this podcast. podcast effect. Look, people are saying, people are saying it's a tighten up podcast. Uh, and yeah, that's all I got. So, Jack, you got anything for the road? Nothing for the road, guys. It's going to be a long, long little month here. It's going to be dry. We're going to help try and get you guys through it. Football's on the horizon. We're getting close. It's, you know, the process is is kind of con- condensing itself, right? We, we right. made it through the BS. We made it through the OTAs, the mini camps. We've got training camp to look forward to. And before you know it, preseason's going to be here. The position battles are going to be fun to watch. We're going to be all over them. We're going to get as many people from from those practices that are out there watching as, as we can on the podcast. We're going to have some fun guests coming up. Excited for you guys uh, to stick with us through this offseason. Year three is going to be great for us. I have a great feeling about it. I have a great feeling about the Titans this year. A lot of people are down on mm-hmm. them. I, I, I think they surprised some folks. So yeah. If you think if we're, we're you think Derek Hen- you think Derek Henry's gonna have a monster year, just wait until you see the Titan Up podcast year that we put up. Record numbers. <laughs> okay. Uh we are as of the day this podcast drops, we are Chris Sanders days away from the NFL season kicking off. Titan season kicking off, I should say. So we are close, guys. We got to get through it together. And look. You, you might be like, man, these guys are idiots. These tighten up idiots. These fanboy podcasters. All they do is like just talk about nothing. They spend an entire segment about the beef that they have with other podcasts during their episode. But at least we when, did it after the interview. So you're welcome well, for that. Well, yeah, but also I'm saying at least we're giving you content. We're giving you something to listen to in a time where there's not much to hear Titans wise, just turn on any sports talk radio show and you're, you'll hear the same mindless dribble from, uh, from them. At least we're giving you new creative, fresh content, right? Are we? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I like to think we are, but yeah, that's I like really to up think for interpretation. So. I know we might just be as bad as the sports talk radio shows. <laughs> um, well, we can say, right. we can say more, more dick jokes on here though. So we can that, say that's more your dick thing. Jokes. You're you've, you've, you've found, you made it to the right place. Should I read the text thread that you and I had? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, all right. All right. Sam I think, Falick. I think most of the things that we text each other should not be read on air. It's Sam Phelan. I, I'm afraid that I, I'm hoping I didn't say Sam Fallon. I said Sam Phelan, right? You said, you said it twice. I, I got you on the second time though. Okay. But like post podcast, like as we've been wrapping it up. No. Yeah. You've been, you've been on the right track. It's Sam. Okay. Phelan. Sam Phelan. Right. You just got to kind of, it's one of those things. It's like it, repetitions. You just right. Say it Look, this times. is this is our OTAs too. Okay, this is our Jack and I's mini camp. We're getting back. We're get dusting the cobwebs off. We're getting things back yeah, into shape it, before it the season starts. About thirty minutes to figure out how to pronounce his last name right, but it's taken you know some of these Titans reporters, so they call themselves, <laughs> years to learn how to pronounce NWI's last name. So don't feel bad. Don't we're yeah. we're ahead of that curve. We're we're in a, we're in a good spot here. Don't get too Do down you guys- on yourself. Catch those subtle shots fired at Titans Media. Damn, Jack. Jack, look, once now that the Titan so podcast is how they just like most of them and Austin and Austin Stanley at least does a does a good job with it. But most of the Titans media, I, I mean, they're still saying his name wrong. I don't understand yeah. how. It's just funny how, like, you know, like we win a couple of Nashville media beefs and here we are just coming swinging at everyone because we are on top. It's the oh, Titan yeah. podcast. Great review, subscribe. No, no, no. No, you're no, you, but it's just not, kind of a blanket statement. It's like, how, how are we not, still messing this up? First the, of all, the guy Jack, was the second not, leading receiver on the team last year. 
not you, we, what you do, we do. Okay. We are a team, bro. We are, it's you and I forever. And I'm not going to randomly quit this podcast and send out a, you know, tweet storm of telling people. Yeah. That'd suck. Cause then I'd have no Luke Worsham to turn to. Right. Yeah. I have a have backup to, option at this point. I, I guess Sam, because he's the new Luke Worsham, yeah, but that would, true. you know, um, all right, we're going to get, uh, out of here. We love you guys so much. Rate review, subscribe. We appreciate it. Seriously. This, this podcast listenership, this, this fan base is incredible and we appreciate you guys so much, but so rate review, subscribe, give us 4.5 stars to the tighten up idiots. Give 0.5 stars to Buck. And with all that said, until next week, tighten Tighten up. up. They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a music city Then they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the 